Welcome, Investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Hey, everybody. It's Jared. Welcome back to another episode of All Things Crime. Sure appreciate you as, as viewers and listeners. And man, we are passing uh, lots of views and, and, and viewers and subscribers. And so if you haven't subscribed yet, please do and definitely share this episode. I am beyond excited about my guest today. His name is Travis Myers. He's a uh, former detective with NYPD. And he's got, you know, it's amazing how many stories. Uh, I, was, I had a booth next to him at CrimeCon uh, this last year and tons of stories. And it's just going to be a, a bunch of fun. But we're also going to talk about some fairly serious issues as well. So, Travis, welcome to the program, man. Jared, so nice to see you again, my friend. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Got my, uh, you know, I'm in town for a day or two and got some eggnog, man. You know, how uh, ready for the holidays? How, how bad can things get when you when you got that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how about you? Are you um, how's New York doing? New York is great. It's still here. You know, life is good for me. You know, happy fella. Really, uh, no complaints, you know, none whatsoever. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, to start out, you know what? I got to I can actually read part of this, man, because first of all, you were a detective back in the 90s is when you started. You, you said Correct. you started under the Dinkins administration yeah, man, and then you served was, also in was, the Giuliani. I was hired under him, in, but most of my time I worked through the Giuliani administration. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, the, the, the key to that, I think, is people need to understand what New York was like in the early 90s. And especially prior to Giuliani coming in and actually allowing the police to do police work and, and cleaning things up, you know, and, and in one, at one point you said there were like 2,400 homicides a year in New York city. Yes. And, you know, if you, if you put that into perspective out of 365 days out of the year, that's what eight, seven, eight homicides a day. You know, and I worked in the Bronx too, which was a busy area. And uh, business was good, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm making a joke, but it, it was a busy, busy place. The Bronx yeah. was, well, the city as a whole, you know, all the way through the, you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It was a continual thing. In fact, what was that? I think in 1969 was the year that they actually broke a thousand homicides for the first time. And throughout the 70s, it continued to get worse. And then, of course, in the late 80s, uh, early 90s, the crack epidemic exploded you know and um a lot of that though uh i'm gonna which we'll maybe we'll get into a little bit more of you know i will actually blame on politics and politicians because you know for us you know it's gonna sound like i'm gonna beat up on the cops a little bit and i'm not please understand that you know because nobody loves a cop more than me but that being said a lot of the problems that we have with modern policing okay yes are the police departments themselves but not it's because it's the politicians and the political will to get the job done. You see uh, us, you know, the, the, the foot soldiers in this thing, the cops and the detectives, and that goes all the way up to chiefs and commissioners as well. You know, really, we're the lowest rung on the ladder 
when it comes to law enforcement. In fact, I'll even maybe argue the point a little bit that we are not really law enforcement. Why? Because we don't get to enforce shit. You know, we, we basically are more or less truth seekers. We're the first on the scene, the first to assess the situation. And of course, detectives later on to investigate a situation. And all we get to do is present it to the courts, you know, and then it's up to the district attorneys to decide. And usually when they decide, they're deciding, you know, whether or not it's a winnable case, if it's worth being bothered with. It's got nothing to do with justice. And it sounds very, very negative. But but from my side of things, I don't believe in justice. There's no such thing, you know, sadly. And it comes down to quite often a, a, a district attorney grabbing a case, looking at it, you know, reading it over. Can we win this or not? And if they decide it's going to be difficult, it goes in the trash. And that's sadly a fact. It's, it has nothing to do so with... It goes in the trash or maybe it, they kick it back to you and say, go get more evidence. Oh, oh no, absolutely. But again, that's, that's if they think that it's a winnable case. Right. You see what I'm saying? And, and so sadly for your listeners to understand, again, and I'm not beating up on the police department, but I am beating up on the system that the police you know, again, are the truth seekers. We seek the evidence. We, we catch the bad guys. We put it all together, but we don't get to enforce anything. You know, it's really not up to us. It goes into the courts and the police quite often get the blame for law and order when we may be the law, but we, we have nothing to do with the order. Hmm. You know, that's up to the courts and the courts, sadly, and it, it comes down to politicians. Even, even then uh, to the poor ADAs that, who are overworked and underpaid, just like everybody else in the system, you know, they, they, they're, you know, the, the old, the old thing, you know, where shit rolls downhill, you know, and sadly for them, you know, they're subject to the decisions of the uh, politicians as well. Yeah. Well, I, I actually had an attorney on uh, a few episodes ago and he's out in LA and he was, he was in the prosecutor's office for quite a while. And he was, he was saying something, you know, very similar. He's like, you know, as a, as an ADA, I, he couldn't survive in LA or uh, his wife was working basically for a nonprofit. And he's like, we don't get paid very much. And we were so overworked. He's like, Absolutely. you know, we're trying to raise a couple kids. And he's like, I was putting in amazing number of hours. He was doing a lot of, a lot of child, you know, sex trafficking type cases, which are really, really difficult Absolutely. and, and taxing, especially as a human being. It's like, you know, just having to watch, the evidence, you know, the video and things like that. And it's just, it's just brutal. And, you know, I, I, I think, especially for you guys, and th th I think this kind of, there, there's, there's threads that go across here. So I, as you know, I have a military background and whenever I'm doing any research on past wars and things that, you know, you take the Vietnam war, the Vietnam war was so winnable. It's just crazy. And yet, uh we, 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 we hear time saying, and, and I'm not I'm not knocking when I say this, I'm not knocking our enemy, you know, but yeah, the, the, the size and scale in the Vietnam War, we could have sent the Boy Scouts over there and, and walked over that place in a week. And that's a, obviously a very exact exaggerated statement. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no reason that should have went on for years and years and years. And the same no. with the nonsense that we do in the Middle East now. It's so much more political than actually getting the job done, which is an absolute disgrace and, and shameful. Yeah. And as a veteran well, myself. And it, and it's, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the same thing. What I was saying is, is just like you were describing with, you know, once the politicians get involved and then they, 
they push down certain policies and certain actions and things that, you know, you can do and versus what you can't do, you know, like they, they, in in Vietnam, they said, you can't go into Laos and, and other countries, you have to stay in Vietnam. Well, you know, the, the bad guys, they, they found that out. And so what do you think they did? You know, they were, they were moving from North and South Vietnam in the other countries. They were in Cambodia, they were in Laos, you know, they were all over the place. And, you know, that when it comes down to people that don't obey the law or don't, you know, abide by certain principles anyway. And if you're stupid enough to handicap your own side and whether that be law enforcement or the military, then of course you're going to lose. And it, or it's, it's at least going to take a lot longer and it's going to be a lot more expensive, both in resources, but most importantly in lives. And, you know, you think about, for example, in, in New York city, when politicians are basically saying you can't do stop and frisk, you can't do, you can't arrest people that steal something that's under a thousand dollars. You, you know, you, they, they restrict the amount of actual enforcement that the, the cops can do. Not only does that put the citizens in danger, but it, it also puts cops in danger. And, you know, sometimes you just, you just look at them and you're like, why, why would you do that? That just doesn't make sense. That's like me as a dad saying, you know what, son, if some kid's pummeling on you and he's punching you in the face, you can't do anything until he punches you 10 times. Whatever. It just doesn't right. make any sense. Well, and, and sadly, of course, it emboldens, not only does it embolden current criminals, it creates new criminals because people aren't afraid. You know, mm. we've all seen it now with this nonsense in New York City and California, all over the nation, where People are just walking into, you know, the, the CVS or your local Wal- Walgreens and walking out with as much stuff as I can put into a trash bag, you know, yeah. with no, no worries about getting locked up at all. Because if they are, they're released immediately, you know, and this has nothing to do with the police departments. And I would even say so much, you know, it's not the, the ADAs who are working the cases, but it does have everything to do with the district attorney himself and with the mayor involved. In fact, when it comes to, again, back to law enforcement in general, you know, I mean, forget about, you know, screw the president. The president has nothing to do with this, okay? And not that I'm usually happy with any of our presidents either, but the president has nothing to do with this. But every mayor, every single mayor in this country, all right, in every city and every town has the power to say, no, we're not doing this, okay? But instead, instead of stopping crime, they embolden criminals, all right? They allow it to happen. They almost, you know, uh, are, are, you know, ask forgiveness, you know, when somebody's arrested or, you know, God forbid, roughed up a little bit by the, the officers who show up, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely is disgraceful. And I got a little story, man. I, I was actually in Houston mm-hmm. and uh, I went to, I, I think it was a CVS. It was either Walgreens or a CVS. And it was just maybe two blocks away from a really nice hotel where I was staying and, you know, in the kind of the business district of, of Houston. And then it was just, I, I don't know if you know, there's, there's a beltway around the Houston, the major city part. Yeah. And so this, this, uh, Walgreens was, it wasn't in a, in a bad spot. I mean, it, it didn't look like a bad spot, but I'm in there, I'm, you know, trying to buy some Gatorade and, and some other things that I wanted to just walk back to my hotel room. And this guy walks in right behind me and I'm, I'm trying to check out, you know, 
ring my stuff up. And he just walks over to a rack, grabs a few things, and the ladies behind the counter are screaming at him. They're like, don't you take that. Don't you take that. And he just kind of, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. And they, but they knew the second that he walked sure. in, they, they spotted him just that fast. And they, they were, they were like, this guy's going to come in and he's going to rob us. And, and sure enough, he just grabbed, I don't know, a few things off of the, off of the little shelf right there and just wa- walked out. And they he were, did. you know, they were trying to run around the counter and try to grab him. I don't know what they would have done if they could have actually caught him before he, went out the doors because you know these ladies aren't going to be physically be able to stop them no, but no you know that that and kind of stuff what? again if, if the police show up they're not going to arrest the guy and if they arrest him the courts are going to let him out and god forbid they're hurt or they may even lose their jobs because walgreens or cvs will say well we don't want you interacting with these people just let them take it you know yeah when they're trying to do the right thing it's it really has gotten just so ridiculous in the last few years yeah well I, I don't know. It's it's adding up, though, because some of these stores are losing hundreds of millions of dollars a year in, sure. in theft and pilferage. And, I, you know, I don't know how big of a they're company. Closing. They're yeah. actually closing. There, there, there are, yeah. you know, cities who are losing them, you know, I mean, by the dozens. You know, they're closing 5, 10, 15, 20 stores because it's, it doesn't make sense to be there anymore. You know, yeah. and the thing of it is, though, is, you know, so many will, people will say, oh, well, it's a bad neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. no. There are so many good, decent, innocent people living in these neighborhoods who need these services. They need yeah. to be able to get their medicine. They need to be able to buy toothbrush, toothpaste, whatever it is. And, you know, now they're going to close the store because of a handful of miscreants who are allowed to run wild by who? The local politicians. It does always, again, come back to the politicians because the police officers, you know, for the most part, police departments are more than willing to do their job if they're allowed to. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.